Lasting Love Podcast, presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. My name is Roy Biancolana, and today I am really excited to begin a series of podcasts that I am calling Quantum Questions for Life and Love. Now, I have been planning this series of talks for maybe a year, but for whatever reason, I didn't think it was right to to come forward with this until now. I, I think that those of you who have grown to really like this podcast and listen to it regularly, I feel like you're ready for what I'm going to do in this series. And perhaps I feel like maybe I'm ready to take us in a direction that I really do believe can propel us or catapult us into like a whole different dimension of how we experience life. So I chose this title, Quantum Questions. Well, one, because quantum questions, they kind of alliterate together. But the words are chosen purposely. Quantum in the sense of, man, I want something sudden and significant, which is the definition of quantum as an adjective. I just looked it up. (laughs) Sudden and significant leap, jump forward, uh, insight. Like, I want to ask you a series of questions that I believe can catapult you into a whole new way of experiencing yourself, life, relationships. I really do believe these series of questions can so transform your life that um, it's almost indescribable because every one of them have been and they still are, frankly, uh, catapulting my own life. I cannot sit here and say that I'm done with these questions and and they have done their work on me and I am complete and finished. Oh, no, far from it. These are questions that I continually live with and process and bring curiosity to and wonder to. And that's the invitation here is I want to know, are you willing to really sit with the questions that I'm going to ask in this series. Now, I don't even know how long this series is going to be. It's going to be probably at least five questions, maybe seven. Okay? But the whole key here, if you're going to take a quantum leap forward in your life and in your love life because of these questions, it will be because you sort of sit with them. And you mull them over. It's like you will meditate on them. 
you will say them inside your head over and over again. Um, you will just continually let them roll around in your soul. <laughs> okay. Which brings me to the, 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 my second point here is these are not questions really that you answer, like quick answers and you're done. Like what's two plus two? Four. Okay. What's next? They're not like that. It, these aren't really questions that you can come up with an answer. They're, they're, they're kind of like not even questions that I want you to try to figure out. It's almost like I want you to sit in the room with the question, let it sit with you and sort of allow the wisdom to just bubble up in you, allow you to feel like you're discovering something or something's discovering you rather than you're up in your head trying to figure something up out, you know, and come up with an answer. Okay. So that's kind of the way I want to introduce the series. And hopefully I've piqued your interest. Hopefully you are interested in seeing your life and your love life take a quantum leap forward, like going to a different dimension of happiness, of connection, of understanding, of peace, of harmony, of joy, right? I I really do think we can live on a higher plane than most of us expect life to deliver. I think one of the problems with us humans is we perhaps expect too little of our lives. You know, we, 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 we don't have an expectation that life can be awesome, that we can have this deep abiding sense of well-being and joy. I think sometimes we just think, you know, what we can really aim for or hope for, most we can hope for is, you know, you ask someone, how you doing? Nah, not bad, can't complain. It's almost like we say, well, that's kind of what we, we expect out of life. Eh, can't complain. If, if you can't complain, you know, you're at the top of the mountain. And I'm like, no, I really do think that life can be lived at a much higher level. It, that, you know, all these, wor these world religions that throw around words like heaven and nirvana or sat-chit ananda, you know, bliss and all the, I think that all the major religions basically point to there is a heaven on earth. There, there, there really is an ability that beyond your circumstances, because shit happens, I mean, there's illness and there's lost jobs and there's broken relationships and there's challenges and, you know, just life happens, right? But there really is the possibility of even in the midst of that, that there can be a real sense of openness and well-being and joy. And, and we can really live at a much higher level than we often expect life to be able to deliver. And so these questions are the kind of questions that can trampoline, trampoline you into that realm. They can catapult you into that realm. And I would tell you what all the five or seven questions are, um, but I really don't know them yet. 
I, I, I've got an idea of a couple of them, but I really don't have it all laid out yet. This is still coming up in me as I prepare for this conversation with you over the next, what, five or seven weeks. But I do know the first one. And with every one of the questions, the first thing that I'm going to do with them is I am going to do my best to let you know why you should take this question really seriously. I want to really convince you as to why you should sit with this. Because again, I'm not asking you just to think about this for a second and let it go. I'm asking you to take these questions and take them to your meditation cushion. Take them with you when you're driving in the car where you might turn the radio off or put your phone aside and drive down the street asking yourself these questions, right? So I'm really asking you to deal with these things, to put them at top of mind. And to do that, I think you've got to be convinced that you, that you should, that there's benefit. So for every question, I'm going to spend some time telling you what are the benefits of sitting with this question and living with it and sort of have it live within you. Okay? So what is the first question? Well, it's an odd-sounding thing. And it's just simply this. What is here now? What's here now? That's the first question. Now, you might think like, that's a quantum question. <laughs> it really is. This question is, it, it sort of turns into a tool. Um, it's kind of a technique. And it is the first thing I teach every single client that I work with privately. Before we do anything, I bring this question to my clients. So in a sense, you're getting a little window into what it might be to, like to work with me, at least in the first 10 minutes of our first session, okay? Because there's a lot more that follows this and, and so forth. But the first thing that I want to teach my clients, I want to teach them how to be present. Because that's what this first question is really getting at. You know, you know, since you're listening to this podcast and you're obviously interested in personal growth and, you know, transformation and healthy, conscious relationships, you know, everybody throws around this idea of, you know, be in the present moment, be present, right? And, and, and everyone talks about it. But very few people can actually explain what being present actually is, and very few can actually tell you how to become present. Okay, so the term is thrown around all the time, and rightly so, because being present, uh, being in the present moment, Be Here Now was a book written by Ram Das you know, a couple decades ago. It's extremely important if you want to live a happy life. 
and a happy and have a happy love life. But nobody ever really explains like, okay, what does that mean? And how do you do it? Like, give me the nuts and bolts as if I'm a beginner, right? I mean, put it in English for me. And that's what I want to do here. Because this question, what's here now, it really is what it means to be present, to be in the now, to be living in the present moment. And it really is the best way to define the term that you've heard a lot of people speak of, which is mindfulness. You hear that term thrown around a lot. Be mindful, mindfulness, mindfulness training. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you right? I mean, really, for the basic, well, mindful, what does that mean, mindful? Well, in answering this question, that's what mindfulness means. Mindfulness means basically to pay attention. Pay attention to what? Well, to what's here now. Right? Mindfulness means to be paying attention. And again, paying attention to what? To what's here now. As opposed to what we're thinking about in terms of the future or what we're reminiscing about in terms of the past. Have you noticed how often your mind is in the future, you're kind of rehearsing a conversation you're going to have, you're thinking about what's going to happen in a few minutes or a few days, right? You're, you're off in the future as you're driving in your car or exercising or you're in the shower, right? You're washing your hair. If you, if you notice first, if you're mindful, if you pay attention, what you might notice is that you're hardly ever in the water, feeling the water on your skin. You're, you're hardly ever in the shower. You're someplace else while you're taking a shower. You're in your head thinking about the next day, the next week, a work project, a date you might have coming up, or you're in the shower and you're thinking about like what happened beforehand or why someone said something to you or you know, how someone treated you a certain way or something that happened in the past. If <laughs> The more you pay attention to what's going on sort of between your ears, you will recognize that you are ever, you, you are hardly ever here. You're always someplace else. And the only two places you can be are in the future or in the past, in your head. Okay? And so be here now is what it means to be mindful. It's really what it means to be present, to be in the present moment. And so this question becomes like the primary tool of a conscious person's life. This is like the primary technique. Um, it, and it's so subtle but it's so powerful and it's so easy to miss the importance of it to think like, what does this have to do with life and love? What's here now? Roy, you're telling me that's the question that 
can give you a quantum leap into a great life and a great love life? <laughs> right? It really doesn't make much sense, but I'm telling you it's true. So in this sense, it's a little bit like in the movie, The Karate Kid. I'm going to assume most people know the movie, The Karate Kid. Okay. But I'll give a little background, right? There's this kid, Daniel, he's getting bullied in school and Basically, he wants to learn karate to defend himself. And he meets this little Japanese dude called Mr. Miyagi. And he finds out that Mr. Miyagi is an expert in karate. So he's like, hey, Mr. Miyagi, can you teach me karate? And Mr. Miyagi says, sure, kid. Yeah, come on over tomorrow morning. We'll start your training. And so as soon as Daniel gets to Mr. Miyagi's house, Mr. Miyagi starts his training and sends him out and says, I want you to wash and wax my cars. <laughs> okay? And more than that, he tells him exactly how he wants him to wash and wax his cars. He he wants his hands to put the wax on the car in a particular way. And in the movie, if you remember it, it's you know, he says, I want you to wax on and wax off. And he's he wants Daniel to make little circles with his hands, left hand and right hand and so forth. So Daniel's losing his mind. Because Daniel's like, I want to learn karate. And you got me out here washing your damn cars. Wax on, wax off. Like, what the hell? Right? But what Daniel doesn't know is that those basic moves that he's using, (laughs) the circular motions he's making with each hand, he doesn't know it. But he's actually learning the basic move that you do to block punches or kicks. So as he's waxing these cars, he's practicing the proper body movements that he will use in battle. But see, he doesn't know it. So he's all upset. But then finally, Mr. Miyagi lets him in on the situation. And it, oh, he's like, oh, now I see why, why you want me to wax on and wax off. Now I, I get the connection. That's what this first question is like. Because it's it's almost like you're Daniel and I'm Mr. Miyagi and you're kind of coming to this podcast and saying, uh, Roy, um, I want to attract lasting love. Uh, I, I want I want a great life and a great love life. Okay, that, that can you can you train me on that? Can you teach me on that? And I'm like, sure, I, I can for sure. Come on over. So you come over to to my office the next day, <laughs> like in a session. And I say, the first thing that we're going to do is I want to talk about this question, what's here now? And and your response is going to be like, what the hell does this have to do with me wanting to attract lasting love and have a great life and a great love life? Because to you, it won't feel like there's any connection. But I'm here to tell you that this question, what's here now, is like the wax on, wax off thing. You don't know it, but this question is teaching you the fundamental technique of how to have a great life and a great love life. Seriously. (laughs) This question, the ability to ask this question and answer this question for yourself, like what's here now? Because there's actually an answer. Your ability to do that 
is going to, to equip you for battle. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to give you the fundamental moves, the fundamental techniques that you're going to need when you're out in the world, living your life and loving and relating to other people. It's the fundamental technique. And so let me spell out for you three of the benefits of knowing this question, living with it, and answering it over and over and over again. Because this is not a question that you ask yourself once and it's done. This is a question that you can ask yourself and should ask yourself multiple times a day, every single day, for the rest of your life. If you want a happy life and a great love life. Okay? So here are the benefits. Why why should I do this, Roy? Why, Why should I take this question seriously? Because this question first is going to equip you to connect authentically. Right? All of us talk about we want to have this authentic relationship. We want this, you know honest, transparent, real connection. We don't want to play games. We don't want to get half-truths and ghosting and gaslighting and manipulating. You know, we want to be heart-to-heart. We want to be truth-to-truth. We we want these kind of authentic connections with other people. This question equips you to connect authentically. And you'll see more about that as we get into the question. The second thing this question does is it equips you to end drama or conflict with anyone at any moment. If you know this question and can answer it, it is the tool to end drama, either within yourself or if you're in drama with someone else, a sibling, a parent, a child, coworker, a lover, it is the single move you will use in battle <laughs> when you're in drama, when you're in conflict. If you ever get to a place where you actually don't want to be in drama anymore and you don't want conflict and disharmony and, and, and that, when, when you don't want it, this is what you would do to end drama and conflict. That appears to be a a pretty good benefit. So the first two, if you want to connect authentically with people and or if you want to learn how to end drama or conflict whenever it surfaces, because it will surface, you are human, everybody else is human, so you're going to bump into people, people's feelings get hurt, there's misunderstandings, there's disagreements, there's unmet expectations, there's drama, okay? So the first benefit, if you want to connect authentically, secondly, if you want to ever end drama when it happens, seems like you might be interested in that. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) And the third thing is, it will equip you to deal with any kind of uncomfortable feeling that comes up within you. This is the tool on what you, what you would use. It, it equips you to deal with anxiety, worry, stress, loneliness, 
Can't we all relate to those things? Don't, don't they come up in this all the time? And sometimes don't you feel like, I don't know what to do with those feelings? I don't know how to handle them. I don't know how to respond to them. I, it, it's, it's like you, you got some construction issue in your house and you're like, I don't have the tools to deal with this. I need a certain kind of wrench or I need certain kinds of tools to fix the plumbing or the electrical or whatever you might have in the place you live, right? It's like, man, I don't have the tools to deal with this problem. The answer to this question gives you the tools to deal with uncomfortable feelings. All right. Do I have your attention yet? <laughs> are, you, are you then interested in learning more about what this question means if it equips you to connect authentically, to end drama, or to deal with an uncomfortable feeling? That's pretty good benefits in my book. Right? All right. So let's jump in. Here's the question. What's here now? And the most important word in the three-word question is the last one, now. First thing I want you to hear is this question's asking you about what is here in the immediate moment, not five minutes from now, not five minutes ago, right here, right now. What's here? What, what is un? arguably true right now. That's a key phrase because one of the ways you end conflict is you speak what's unarguable. If I share with another person that I'm in drama with and what comes out of my mouth is the unarguable truth. In other words, if I'm communicating what's here now, we can't have drama because it's unarguable. The unarguable truth is something that nobody could argue with. <laughs> it's something that nobody could disagree with. And if nobody could argue with what you're saying, and if nobody can disagree with what you're saying, how do you ever have a conflict? By definition, it's impossible. If the only thing you ever say is unarguably true, you will never have drama. So let's talk about what that is. But the first point is that we're talking about what's here now. That's why it's unarguable. It's, it's here now. The future is always arguable. Well, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. We don't know that. Oh, I think it's going to work out. I think the test results will come back negative. You don't know that. That's arguable. If you're talking about the past, about why someone did something and, and what it means and what their motives are, that's arguable. You don't know what, what people's real motives are. You, you don't know why people do what they do. Hell, you don't even know why you do the things you do, <laughs> right? right? So whenever you're talking about something that happened in the past, um, you're getting into some arguable territory. You know, Now, if it's something, a, a video camera captured, like you were late to a meeting last week. All right. That's a fact. Okay. You know, so obviously there is that kind of thing, but I think you know what I'm talking about. What's here now 
We're not thinking of future, past. We're thinking about like right here in this moment, in this moment, in this moment. Now, there's two arenas that you can look at when you say what's here now. You can look outside of you or you can look inside of you. Okay. In other words, what's here now, right now as I'm recording this, as I'm looking at my microphone, I see a microphone. I hear faint sounds of traffic outside the window. I don't smell anything particular. I feel, you know, the the warmth in the room. You follow me? So when I say what's here now, I could be thinking about what my senses are picking up or what's coming in through my sense of sight, smell, sound, taste, touch. Okay? What's here now on the outside of me? That's not what this question's about at all. We're not concerning ourselves with what with what's going on on the outside. This question, what's here now, is about what's happening on the inside of you right now. It's about tuning in. It's about checking in. In fact, when I'm teaching my clients this, what I call this question, the name of it is called a check-in. Do a check-in. Check-in. What's a check-in? Well, you're sort of tuning into yourself. You're scanning sort of the inside of you, for lack of a better phrase. And you're asking yourself, like, what's here now on the inside of me? What's happening inside of me? What is unarguably true inside of me? And you're going to find that there's only four things. When you say what's here now, and you're thinking about, like, what's happening inside of me? What's my inner truth? It's another way to describe this. We could describe this as learning to discover the unarguable truth. We could say that this question is about, you know, knowing your inner truth, right? It, it, these are different phrases for it. But when you say what's here now, we're looking on the inside and there's only four things that you're going to find. There are body sensations, basic, raw physical sensations in your body. There are literally dozens of them at any moment, right? In any moment, if you say what's here now, you turn your attention and you, and you, you begin to scan your system for body sensations. You kind of let your awareness pass over your body and you may notice, oh, I can feel myself breathing. Breathing is a sensation. You feel your chest moving, your belly moving. You might feel the air coming in and out of your nostrils. If you're standing, you might feel your feet on the ground. I feel pressure in my feet. If you're sitting, you might feel your butt in the seat, your back against a chair. You might feel tingling in your toes, temperature on your skin. You might feel tightness in your stomach or heaviness in your chest or um, stiffness in your back or an itch on your earlobe, right? I mean, it could be anything. They don't have to be like significant sensations. You're simply saying what's here now. You're being present. You're being mindful. You're paying attention to what's here now. And the first thing that you could look for are body sensations, some of them may be more dramatic than others. Sometimes, like right now, I can feel my, the little, my little toe on my left foot's kind of tingling. 
Okay? That doesn't mean I'm scared or worried or anxious. Other times I might feel what I might describe as butterflies in my stomach. Ooh, my stomach is doing flip-flops right now. It's just turning and churning. Ooh, you know, it's like, ooh, man, I feel, I feel nervous. I feel anxiety or something. Other times you might feel like you're about to cry. You can feel pressure behind your eyes. You feel your breath tightening up. You feel choked up in your throat, right? So the body sensations might be something that you would feel significant or they just might be hunger pains. Or, yeah, there's an itch on your nose. Or you just notice yourself breathing. Some people have a real difficult time answering the question, what's here now in terms of body sensations? Some of us are so disconnected from our bodies that when I ask a client, so what body sensations are present right now? They, nothing. No, I don't feel anything. I just feel I'm, I'm fine. I'm like, right? Some people have a really difficult time feeling body sensations. And I have to walk them through it. Do you feel your butt sitting in the chair? Oh, yeah, I can feel that. Do you feel yourself taking an inhale? Let me stop for a moment. Oh, yeah, there it is. I just inhaled. <laughs> right? Most of us are so disconnected from our bodies because we're lost in our heads. And where's the head? The head is always in the future or in the past. The body kind of lives more in the present, in a sense. So that's what it means by what's here now, is you're kind of going into the body and you're looking for body sensations. So that's, that's the first answer to the question, what's here now? What do you feel in body sensations? The second thing is, what is your current emotional state? Right, so we're asking the question, what's here now? Like right now in this moment. Well, in any moment, you always have an emotion, don't you? There's always an emotional condition. I mean, yes, it might be calm and you might feel calm and relaxed and grounded and peaceful. That's an emotion. That's a feeling, right? Other times, you might just feel really joyful and happy and exuberant. Sometimes you might feel sad or angry or scared or lonely or stressed or bored, right? There's always an emotion present, always. If you're alive, if you're conscious, you have an emotion. <laughs> and so when you're saying what's here now, the first thing is you're looking for body sensations. You don't have to name a hundred of them. One or two of them are fine. And then you say, okay, so what's my current emotional state? And you might feel, well, I feel a little sad and maybe scared. Or I feel kind of, um, I'm a little anxious but excited. Like, have you ever noticed when you're doing something new or something for the first time, you're kind of nervous about it, but you're kind of excited too? Like a first date. You're kind of excited to meet somebody on a first, but you're kind of also a little nervous. So you're walking up to a first date. And if you want to be present in this date, you might drop in just within your own head. You say, okay, Roy, what's here now? It's, oh, boy, I feel butterflies in my stomach. It's just jumping around. What's my emotion? Well, I, I feel kind of a combination of excitement and anxiety. Okay? That's what it means to be, be mindful. I'm being mindful. I'm paying attention to what's here now. So the, the question, what's here now, has got four parts. Body sensations, emotions, 
The third one, which is kind of the hardest one for most people, is thoughts. Like in any moment, that voice in your head is talking about something. It's rarely quiet. Have you noticed that? That you have an inner roommate that just never shuts up. It's just yapping about something. It's talking about what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. Why did this happen? What about this? I can't believe you did that. And, you know, it just rehearses things or just rehashes things or it starts having a conversation with someone in your head before it even happens. Have you noticed that you have that voice in your head that just never shuts up? It's just talking and talking and talking and talking like me right now. (laughs) It's just talking. Have you noticed when you're listening to me, you might lose track of what I'm saying because you've been in your head talking about something, maybe trying to, under, well, I don't know about that, Roy. I don't to, like you, you've missed a certain segment of what I'm saying because you're lost in your own thought. Notice that? You can read a book and like, I just read this paragraph and you know, when you get done, like, I don't even know anything of what I just read because as I was reading it, I wasn't really there. I was in my head somewhere else. As my eyes were scanning the lines on the page, <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention. So you can read a book and not be here now. And you'll miss the words because you're lost in your thought. You can be in a conversation with another person and completely not be present with them. Because you're in your own head rehearsing what you're going to say or arguing with what they're saying or you're worrying about how... They might be thinking of you and you're wondering, do they like you, right? You're not present. You're in your own little world. So the third question about what's here now is to report your current thought stream to yourself. Like, what am I thinking about right now? (laughs) Now, one of the things you're going to find is when you do this check-in, what's here now? and you notice body sensations, and then you notice your current emotional state, very often, before you can even consciously choose it, your mind is going to start talking about why you feel the way you feel. You're going to say, right now, I feel a little anxious and scared. And your mind will be like, yeah, because this is a first date, and you like this guy, and you don't even know what's going to happen, because you're kind of, you know, the last date you had was really awful, and now here I am on another one, and it, right? And there's that all that noise going on. So very often, the thoughts you're having when you're doing a check-in are thoughts where your mind is trying to tell you why you feel a certain way or why you've got certain body sensations. My body sense is, oh, I, I feel lots of hunger pain. Um, I feel pretty relaxed and open right now, but yeah, I haven't eaten in a, you know, about 12 hours and I'm hungry. Well, that, that's, that's the thought. That's the check-in. It's unarguably true that your, that your mind is talking about why you're hungry. <laughs> Do you get me? Okay. So those are the first three components of being present, of being here now. Notice there are, They're all right now. When we talk about what thought is happening, it's not, well, a little while ago, I was thinking about, you know, the conversation I have to have with my boss. Or a little while ago, I was thinking about, I'm going on a trip and I was kind of mulling over in my head, do I want to rent a car or drive myself, right? That's not now. 
So again, I want to stress it again. This is not what you were thinking about or what you were feeling a little while ago. A lot of times with my clients, we start out a session, like do a check-in, tell me what's here now. And they'll say, well, right now I just feel myself breathing. I, um, I feel fairly relaxed in my body. Um, and, you know, I've been a little stressed out uh, because of what's happening at work. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's fine. That's good. I know you were stressed out at work, but are you stressed out now? Is that here now? Well, no, not now. Okay, fine. What's here now? What's the emotion now? Okay. Same with thoughts. I was thinking this before. No, I don't care what you thought about before. That's fine. We all have thoughts before. But we're trying to be in this nanosecond. We're we're talking about being present. What's here now? (laughs) That's why I said that's the most important word. Okay. So there's body sensations. There's a current emotion that's present. And there is a current thought stream. You're thinking about something right now. And then the last one is most of the time there's a want, a desire. Could be anything from like, gosh, I really want a glass of water. Or I really want to ask a question. Or I want someone to leave me alone. Or I want to get a different job. I notice I'm really wanting a new job. Or I'm really wanting to meet somebody special. It, it, it could be anything. But most of the time, there is something that you desire in the present moment. And again, it might be something significant like, oh, I really want to meet somebody special. That's what I want right now. Right? That's what I really feel. Or it might be, you know, I want a glass of water. I'm thirsty. I want that right now. So it might be something significant or insignificant. But when you're being in the present moment, usually there's something you want. Right? So what's here now? What does it mean to be present? This is it. You're tuning in, you're checking in with what's going on on the inside of you. And I'm like, as I check in what's here right now, there are these sensations, this emotion, this thought pattern, and this desire or want. That's my inner truth. Now notice, it's completely unarguable. Do you get what I mean by that? I mean, if I, if I, I'll do a check-in right now. Okay, so right now, as I sit here, I feel a little short of breath. And I feel my butt sitting in the chair, and there's a little pain in the back of my right hamstring. Can you argue with that? (laughs) What are you going to do? Tell me, Roy, you don't have any pain in your right hamstring, right? That would be insane. How could you argue with me telling you I feel a little short of breath? And what if I say in this moment, Boy, I feel really alive. I feel a real sense of excitement and joy. Um, And connected to that, my mind just came online and said, because you love doing this. You love talking about this stuff, Roy. (laughs) You really do. You're just in your little lane here when you're helping people understand consciousness. So right there is my emotion is joy. And I'm telling you, I have the thought that that I love talking about this stuff. That's why I feel joy. Can you argue with that? Are you going to tell me, Roy, you don't enjoy this? 
you're going to tell me I'm not thinking that I, the reason I enjoy this is because it's kind of my thing. Of course not. Right. It's, it's completely unarguable. And if I say, man, I, I feel this, I really want my listeners to get this and see how important this is, that it's the key to everything. Are you going to tell me that I don't want that for you? Right? No way. You cannot argue when I tell you what I am feeling in my body, what my emotions are, what I'm thinking, and what I'm wanting. There is a way to communicate with people where you reveal that stuff to them. And when you're in the midst of conflict, for you to... Because when you're in conflict, it's because you're saying stuff that people could argue with. You never listen to me. You know, I just, I, I'm, I, you just never listen to me. Have you ever said something like that to someone? Of course you have. So have I, right? Well, that's arguable. The person could say to you, well, no, I just heard the words you, you just said. You never listen to me. I heard that. So that's not true. I never listen to you. I'm listening to you right now. Do you follow me? If somebody can argue with what you're saying, that means what you're saying is arguable. <laughs> if I say if I say Chicago has the best weather in the world, could you argue with that? Of course you could. Because you might feel like it being br- brutally cold in the winter sucks. Right? Because I made a statement that's arguable. Chicago has the best weather. Are you kidding me? Right? If I was to say, I love the weather in Chicago. I love the seasons. I I don't mind when it gets really cold. I love the change of seasons and it gets really warm in the summer. And I just love that. Can you argue with that? I mean, you you might have a different feeling about Chicago, but you can't argue with what I said because it's just my feelings. It's just what I like. I'm not making some statement Chicago has the best weather. You know, all men are, you know, all men are liars and cheaters. Well, you're going to get an argument with that one. (laughs) Right? If you were to say, I feel angry because in my experience, every man I've known on an intimate level has lied to me. Could I argue with that? Right? You're sharing your thought. You have a thought that as you remember all your relationships that men have lied to you. And then you're angry about that. There's no drama there. Okay? So this question, what's here now? And you do a brief scan. Like... In the beginning, if you, because I'm going to want you to ask yourself this question as often as you can remember it. Once a day, great. Ten times a day, even better. Because it just makes you present. Whenever you're asking this question, you're present. You're not lost in your head. You're not, you're not in some sort of suffering. Have you noticed that whenever you're lost in your head about the future or the past is when you have suffering and problems? But like in this present moment, you're just present with what is. And there's not the suffering. There's just this sensation. There's just this emotion. There's this thought stream about it. And there's the the desire. Where's the suffering in that? Even if the emotion's uncomfortable, 
there's no suffering in the uncomfortableness of it. It's just that, well, yeah, that's, I feel, I feel anxious and lonely. Right? That's just what's here is what I'm saying. So I want you to, I want you to, I want you to see if you can ask yourself this question as many times a day as you can remember. Just check in, maybe at a stoplight, maybe on an elevator when you're going down from work, maybe when you're walking from the kitchen toward the bathroom, because it won't take you long. In the beginning, it might be a bit awkward. You might have to write these four things down, get a, you know, get a post-it note and write down the question, what's here now? Okay, this is a check-in. The question is, what's here now? Okay, sensations, emotions, thoughts, wants. You might have to write that down to remember it. But after a while, you're going to get it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to click, right? And it might take you less than 10 seconds to do a check-in, to drop in and be present. You might be in a bunch of commotion. You might be feeling really upset about something. You, know, you might be in an argument. Who knows what it might be? And if you can remember, okay, Roy, stop, check-in. Be mindful. Be here now. What's here now? Boom, sensation. Boom, emotion. Boom, this is my thought stream. Boom, this is what I want. Okay? When you're equipped with that information, you're now able to relate authentically. What is authenticity? It's sharing my authenticity. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my authentic experience. I'm going to tell you my truth. So you can't relate authentically unless you know yourself authentically, unless you know what's here. How can I relate with you and be honest and open and transparent about who I am and what's going on with me if, I don't, if I'm not good at doing check-ins? If I don't know what I'm feeling and wanting and thinking and imagining, if, if I don't know that stuff, how can I share it with you? So we put the cart before the horse. We all want this authentic relationship, but we're not practiced at knowing what is authentically true for us. But once you do know, once you do a check-in, now you got this information. Like for instance, how, how many times a day do you talk to someone and get on the phone or in person? How you doing? How are you? How's it going, Roy? How's it going, Joe? What's up, Sally? Right? We ask that question. Usually we don't want a big drawn out answer. We're just being polite. But we could answer that question for real. Someone could say, Roy, how you doing? And I could stop and I could say, well, let me tell you. Right now, I feel these sensations and I feel pretty open and relaxed and grounded emotionally. I'm having this thought that it's really nice to see you. I'm a little, and I, I'm kind of wondering, this is weird telling you this stuff. I'm thinking that also. Um, and I, I guess I want, I want you to accept me for actually answering the question when you say, how you doing, Roy? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Now that person might think I'm a nut, but they can't argue with anything I said. And I really did answer their question. How you doing, Roy? Well, I just told you. So sometimes with my clients, when I am describing this, I'm saying what we're doing here is we're just reporting 
to other people like, here's what's happening in Royville. Here's what's happening in Sioux Here's what's happening in Nancyville or Joeville. Here's what's happening over here. This is what's real. This is completely unarguable. I feel these sensations, these emotions. I'm having these thoughts. I have these wants. That's how I am. Thank you for asking. How are you? (laughs) And then they might answer you like that. Or they just might say, fine, whatever. That's okay. Right? So you see now how you're equipped to actually relate authentically because when you do the check-in and say what's here now and you do it enough, you actually are equipped with the answer or with the ability to be authentic. Because again, I, I can't be authentic with you unless I know what's authentically happening. Okay? And you end drama and conflict because you get into these you know, you never listen to me. And there's a part of you who will say, yeah, I do. I'm hearing what you say right now. In fact, you're, you're the one that never listens to me. And here you go. Now you're in drama, right? Now you're kind of saying who's right, who's wrong. And you're trying to come up with ways that, that you can defend yourself. I listen to you. I do this. I, what about last week when you were telling me about this? I mean, I was listening, you know, and they're like, no, you aren't, but just a little while ago, I was talking to you and it's just, it, you had a blank look on your face or you, you know, you were watching ESPN when I was trying to talk to you, you know, and, and then you say, well, don't put that on me because there's sometimes when I'm trying to talk to you and you're watching some movie on Lifetime, you know, and I've got something important to say and you're not making eye contact. You're on your phone all day. You're always texting your sister. Okay. No, I'm just projecting my life onto you, right? Those are things that happen between me and my wife where she'll be wanting to talk to me and I'm not really listening because I'm watching TV out of the corner of my eye or I'm wanting to talk with her about something and she's on her phone texting her sister and I could say something like, you never listen to me. You're always on your phone with your sister. Well, that's arguable. She's not always on her phone with her sister. And she could get at me, you know, you're always watching TV. You never listen to me. Well, that's arguable, right? And, and then we'll argue and then we'll get into a fight. <laughs> and the fight is who really is the asshole? That's, that's what most fights are about. They're trying to define who, who's, who's the bad guy. Whose fault is this? Who is truly to blame? Right? Isn't that what drama is? No, it's your fault. No, no, no. Don't, don't you make that about me. It's your fault. No, 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 it's you. No, it's you. No, it's you. No. And you're arguing over who's right and who's wrong. That's the definition of drama. We all do it. Now, if there's a time when you don't want to do that, if you notice that you're in it, (laughs) like my wife could say something to me like, you never listen to me. You're always watching TV on the phone. And I could feel myself become defensive. And I I notice that I'm going to want to defend myself or tell her when I do listen to her or change the subject and remind her that she's always on her phone with her sister. If I want to end the drama, then I can immediately shift and do a check-in and say what's unarguably true right now. So let me play this out for you. All right. I'm watching, I'm watching ESPN, you know, Sports Center highlights, whatever. My wife walks in and she starts talking to me. Okay. 
And I look over and I, I talk a little bit, but I'm looking at her. I'm looking at the TV. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at the TV. And she's like, what the hell? You're not listening to me. You know, you're, you're, you're never listening to me. We're always watching TV. Okay. In that moment, if I want, if I don't want to have drama and can we just admit sometimes we love drama and we, and we, we know we're getting into it and, and we're just going to get in an argument, right? Doesn't that happen to you? Am I the only one that loves drama sometimes? Please, right? We, we love it. We wouldn't do it so often if we didn't love it. We wouldn't watch it on TV because you watch any TV show. That's what they're doing. Just watch them argue who, who's, who's right and who's wrong in any drama, any, any sitcom, any, any movie. It's drama. It, it's interesting. <laughs> we love it. We love to watch it. We sometimes love to be in it. There's something, there's like an adrenaline hit. Like when you get into a good argument with someone, don't you dare say that to me, right? Okay. But there might be a time when you don't want to be in drama. Like, I don't, I don't want to argue. I don't want drama. So when I'm going back and forth watching TV, looking at my wife, and she's like, you never listen to me. What I could do is I could stop. Perhaps I even turn the TV off and I just drop in and I'm like, sweetheart, when I hear you say that, I noticed that my stomach clenched and, and I noticed kind of a defensive emotion coming up. Like, I want to argue with you about that. I, I want to defend myself. I'm just, I noticing the contraction in my body. And I notice this emotion of defensiveness or anger kind of coming up. And I'm, I, I'm even having the thought that there are many times when I do listen to you, but I'm also having the thought that, yeah, you're right. I'm not, I wasn't listening to you. Um, and what I want is that I want us to communicate in a way that creates connection. I, I don't want to fight. Okay. Don't you think that that discussion from right there is going to go a completely fucking different direction than if I said, don't give me that. Look who's talking. You're always on your phone with your sister. Okay, where's that going to go? <laughs> Do you see it? But when I stop and I say, no, 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 I'm not going to argue with you and say something arguable because she did. And I could turn this around where I've said something arguable and that does happen a lot in our family where I'll, I'll say something like you're on your phone with your sister all the time and she won't get into it with me. She will report what's happening in her. Like when I hear you say that, um, I feel whatever and it makes me, I feel sad. Um, you know what I mean? Like. But I can do it better from this other perspective. But what I, I guess I'm getting a little bit lost here. But what I want you to hear is that if there is a time that I want to end the drama, that I can verbalize a check-in and that will do it. Because it's not arguable. I'm not contributing to that arguable atmosphere. I'm stepping out of it instead of stepping into it, right? You, you never listen to me. I step into that by saying, Oh, don't you dare give me that. You're always on your phone with your sister. 
Okay, That's me stepping into the realm of we're going to speak arguably and get into drama and get after it. <laughs> okay, But I can notice that moment and I can decide, okay, do you want to get in drama, Roy? You know, or not? If I, if I don't, I can opt out of that kind of response and I can simply check in, find out what's unarguably true on the inside of me and say that to her. Like, wow, I can feel my body contract in tightness when I hear that. The emotion, I, I feel I feel scared. I, I feel defensive even. Um, and I'm, I'm having thoughts of wanting to defend myself. And yet, I think right now it's true. I wasn't listening to you. Um, and I, But I want to listen to you now. You know, I, I want to shift. I'm going to turn the TV off and... What's on your mind, honey? Right? Do you see how that's going to send the conversation? Could she possibly say, you never listen to me and keep going? She, she can't because I, I haven't fueled the fire. Right? I've, I've stepped out and said, I, I don't want to speak arguably. I want to speak unarguably or inarguably. And there's no conflict anymore. I might even say, at that moment, I might even say, tell me more about what it feels like to you when it, when it seems like I'm not listening to you. What's that like? So now I'm sort of inviting her to go to the unarguable. Instead of saying something like, you never listen to me, which is obviously not true. What's it feel like when I'm really not paying attention? Because I wasn't. And that she's going to feel like, I just, I feel like I'm invisible um, uh, or I feel anger. I feel dismissed or it reminds me of the way I grew up with my father never listening to me. See, now all of a sudden we're in this connected communication where we're revealing deeper stuff to each other. And now we're really listening to each other. And it only happens when someone decides I am going to shift from speaking the arguable nonsense and I'm going to do a check-in and report that. So that's how you end drama and conflict. And it's sort of how you deal with those uncomfortable feelings of anxiety and loneliness. It's like you're being with them. You're really feeling the anxiety in your in your body. You're feeling those sensations. You're feeling how it affects your breath. You're recognizing the thoughts that are coming up with the anxiety, the worry thoughts, right? Oh, this could happen or that could happen or, you know, what if this or what if that? You're just, you're being present with your experience of anxiety. And what do I want? Oh, I want to control everything. Or, you know, I, I, I want to feel safe. Right? You're just creating the opportunity to deal with anxiety or loneliness in a more beneficial or positive way. It's like you're giving those uncomfortable feelings the space to be. You're, you're allowing them to be here. Right? I'm not running away from you. I'm actually opening up and saying, what's here now? Wow, anxiety and loneliness. And where do I feel it in my body? Oh, I feel all this tightness in my chest. What's the emotion? I want, I'm 
kind of a combination of sad and scared. What are the thoughts? Man, I'm never going to meet anyone. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to die an old maid and nobody loves me. And then you can deal with those thoughts because, you know, you don't know that you're going to die alone. (laughs) Right? So you get, you get a sense of space around those uncomfortable feelings and they don't feel so insurmountable. They don't feel so powerful because you're just allowing them to be witnessed. You're, you're just experiencing it. And it, it puts it, it puts those feelings into a context or into a, an atmosphere like, I can deal with this. I can handle It's not overwhelming you because you're just creating space around it in your body by just saying, where, where is loneliness in my body? What emotions are with it? What are the thoughts that come along with loneliness? What do I want? Right? And so it, it, you just have to try it to see the unbelievable shift that happens when you just do a check-in with an uncomfortable feeling. Okay? So, there is question number one. What's here now? It's a check-in. It's learning to speak the unarguable truth. It's what it means to be mindful or present Practice this as many times a day as you can. It's like wax on, wax off. You're going to think it's meaningless. You're going to think it's like I'm wasting my time. But when you build this skill, when you can move your hands in those little circles and you do it so often, you check in so often that it's becoming second nature. Just like Daniel in The Karate Kid, he did it so many times, wax on, wax off, so many little circles that when he got into a fight, it's like his hands moved all by themselves. It became an instinctual reaction in a moment of battle. And the more you practice this check-in, the more it's just going to be an instinct for you. You're going to have access to this move when there's an uncomfortable feeling, when there's some conflict, when you want to connect authentically with someone. It, you're just going to have this skill in you. It's, it's gonna, you're going to have this technique that almost happens all by itself. You're going to just get out of the arguable, get out of drama, and just immediately reveal what's happening inside of you. But you got to practice it. You got to make yourself do a check-in. I don't care if you got to leave post-it notes all over your house. I don't know if you want to get there. There uh, is an app you can get for iPhone. I'm not sure about Android. There might be a different name for it, but there's an app for iPhone called Mind Jogger. It's free, I think, or it's 99 cents. You can program your phone to send you a text message and you can tell the phone how many times a day you want to get it. And the phone will send you a text message with the question, what's here now? Because you can program whatever question you want. You can program it to remind you to pick up milk on the way home from work. (laughs) But you can also program your phone to text you with the question, what's here now? And then your phone buzzes and you look at it. Oh, good. You're reminding me to check in, right? Whatever you got to do to remind yourself to do this. But you got to wax on and wax off, man. You, 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 you got to practice this. It's got to become second nature. You got to learn to be present because you can't 
be authentic if you don't have anything authentic to share. Follow me? All right, that's the first quantum question for life and love. What's here now? And until next time, bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.